From the summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Dayton Schrader and John By. Today's topic, extreme catering for real estate agents. So good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is Dayton Schrader from San Antonio, Texas. I'm one of the senior core coaches. And my co-host and, and co-teacher is John By from Seattle, Washington, also one of our core coaches and a rising star with the core. And I'm thrilled to be teaching the class. We're going to be teaching extreme catering for realtors. And this is the Fall Summit, November 19, uh, 2019. Uh, and so I'm super excited that you guys are here. Uh, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we're having a great event so far. So again, thank you all very much for being here. John, you want to tell a little bit about yourself real quick? Ooh, okay. So been in the Corps now uh, six years, a coach for almost two. I've had the pleasure of this gentleman over here just uh, continually pointing me in the right direction as I veer off in the wrong direction. Um, but it has been just an amazing journey and honor to be coaching. Um, I love this class because I feel like my catering was like non-existent before the core. Um, it was a lot of just me, 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 you know, trying to get the leads and not really bringing a lot of value. So today we're going to get a lot out of that. Um, Dayton is the master at catering to the clients and building amazing relationships, not only for our VIPs, but a big portion of this conversation, too, is going to be about our team. And catering to our team is just a huge part of it. And I just always look up to you and your teammates and doing site visits. It's like everybody's always super excited about being there, um, which is huge. So thank you for your wisdom, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. I've just, I've just got a head start on you on the curve. That's yeah. all. I'm just a little <laughs> bit ahead of you on the curve. And so we're going to talk about our three biggest constituents. Setting aside your spouse, partner, family, kids. We're going to talk about the three biggest constituencies that we have in our life. And the first biggest one is your... Anybody? Bueller, anybody? Team, thank you very much. One of my former students, that's great. Thank you. Team is correct. The first biggest constituency we're going to talk about is team. If you take care of your team, then you can leverage them to take care of your clients. Rick and the core is the absolute best example of that. They take unbelievable care of us. The fun stuff we do, the wisdom that they lay on us, the coaching that we get, the accountability and things like that, they pour into us in a million different ways and have for many, many years. In turn, they expect us to really cater to you. They show us how to do it. Britt shows us, Lindsay shows us, Rick shows, Todd, Rita, Kendra, of course, she's the queen of taking care of her clients. That's why she's got the job that she does now as my boss in the core. And so she has led the way in catering. And so she catered really well to her team, catered to her database and, and to her VIPs. And then John also, the reason he's here in this room is because he does an extraordinary job. We're on a coach. We get coached every other Wednesday by Rick. So all the realtors are on one call and the lenders are on three separate calls because they're such a big group. So we're on a call a couple of weeks ago, and John's just crushing it. One really good month after another after another. And Rick has made this big statement about, you know, how big is your restaurant set for? How many people can you serve really well? And what happens if you try to bring too many people in? And I'm guilty of that, being greedy, being a volume junkie. If I had three more leads or ten more leads, I'd find a place. I'd wedge them in in the alley. I'd put the tables out in the street. I would make people meet each other and sit at the table. And Rick says, no, no, we cut it off. And that's what he does at the core. We're going to cut it off at 500 students. We're not taking any more. We're going to top grade. Well, John has just been crushing it. So his team is built for roughly 
12 to 15. 12, 12 to 15. So he goes back to back, 18, 17, 16. Rick just shreds him because his team is built for 12 to 15. And, and all of a sudden he's got a hot hand because he's been doing all the things that he's been told to do. Take care of your VIPs, take care of your team, take care of your clients, and it's all paying off for him. And now it's, holy smokes, he's got this monster operation and he's just been crushing it this year. So it's e- easily your best year ever? Oh yeah. Oh, by, and by a significant margin? Significant. So, and, uh, and tell, tell me about your team. What's the size and scale of your team? Yeah, so there's seven of us total, uh, myself, two other salespeople, um, and four support staff in the office. So two other, so two RP2s and four RP1s. And, and sides and volume you're going to do this year? So we'll do 125 sides this year. Um, it's split right about down the middle, um, listing sides and buyer sides. So I handle about 90% of the listings, 10% of the buyers. And on the other side, um, my guys do about 10% listings and 90% buy side stuff. So, so were you like the rest of us had a really bad first quarter? Oh, it's, we had a terrible snowstorm that like literally that doesn't happen um, in Seattle. So the first quarter was very challenging to say. But you said you, you dug your way out of it. Most people would oh, never yeah. come back from that. They just no. fall behind. That's what we did. We had a we had a, yeah. a poor first quarter, uh, and we got a really good last nine months of the year, but we couldn't make up for what we did. You dug yourself out of a hole and then some. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a, a, a testament to, again, taking care of your clients, taking care of your team and all that. So first of all, we're going to talk about our team and what we do to take care of our team. And we're going to, what we'd like for you to do is come out with very specific tactics and strategies to pour into your team. So who is, who is including yourself five or fewer on a team? Most of you. And, and then five or more? Okay, so about two-thirds is a smaller team, about one-third a larger team. So we're going to talk about some strategies and tactics to take care of your team. What do you do right now to take care of your team? Who does something they think is spectacular or special? Yes, sir. You buy food. Rick challenged us a long time ago to put food on the table. Uh, food is love. And sometimes it's too much love. And so for me personally, but snacks in the, in the, in the break room, bringing in a pizza every once in a while, especially at the end of the month when, uh, when the crunch is on and you're trying to get deals closed. What do you do, John, with your team for f- food wise? So we just got a big, huge fridge, and twice a month, we just fill it up. Um, there's, It's funny. So we did the healthier options for a long time, but my people, I guess, are just not don't like to be healthy at the office. So I'm like, all right, we're not doing like as much fruit and veggies anymore because it just all goes to waste. But um, I kind of let them dictate what they want. Um, you know, the stuff that goes quick, usually we buy more of the next time. Um, I don't have any control over that. Um, do they have a budget? Uh, we do have a budget. Right now we're about 100, 150, 175 a month. Um, it just kind of depends. Sometimes we kick it up a little bit if there's something. Okay. So. And what about a la carte stuff where you bring in a sandwich tray or bring in pizza or something else? So I coach my RP2s every other week, and usually we I feed them. So we'll order in like Jimmy John's for the whole office, and then um, so I'll feed. They'll usually every other week they'll get that, um, and then about every once a month or so I'll bring in just lunch for everybody. Uh, just because? Just because? Spon- spontaneous? Yeah, usually, uh, yeah, I've tried to be more spontaneous. Right. Um, 
our team seems to appreciate it a lot more, not when it's so regimented in what we do. Um, so, you know, something really good happens, like, all right, lunch is on me, hang out, everybody gets to spend some time together. Um, breakfast is also good as well if you, if you can do that in your office. So. Oh, absolutely. Breakfast tacos on a Friday or a special day or something like that. Again, spontaneous is always nice. Who else does something around food for their office? Yes, sir. Well, I can't take credit for this. Totally ripped this off of this. Well, my coach, but we started doing this thing where we pick a day of the month, so like the first Monday of every month. And if I did my dashboard, the whole team, we take the team out to eat with spouses, like wherever they want to go. So you do a celebration. with a specific metric. If we hit the metric, everybody gets ice cream with sprinkles. If we don't hit the metric, not going to happen. If we don't, I look at my house. We still share a meal once a month. Oh, nice. Okay, but then you go humble and you take, you bring them to your home and do something. You cook. A while back, uh, Rick challenged us to be to do pancakes in the office, which is not that easy to do. You got to bring in the griddle and bring in all this stuff. But we were supposed to. We were supposed to be the ones that prepared all the food for everybody. And so that's a fun thing to do, too. It's just a little humility. It's nice to give back to your folks. Who else does something around food in their office? Yes, sir. Uh, we do lunch once a month and have it here. And they choose where it comes from. And then we eat in the office room. We can't talk shop. So we usually play some sort of game or in our lives. So who gets to pick the lunch? The team does. Pardon me? The team. So they vote on, they vote on it's brought in by Zoe's or it's brought in by Chick-fil-A or whatever. Do you give them a budget for that or just let them go wild? So we spend, we spend close to a thousand dollars a month and I'll have Instacart, I'll get an email from Instacart thinking, oh, here comes your next order. And I'm like, wow, how generous am I? But breakfast snacks, uh, breakfast bars, power bars, uh, cold cuts, uh, Rick puts out spread. I mean, they've got cold cuts, cheeses, meats, and they got a little bit more infrastructure and a little bit more space than we do. But they're, they're very generous at the core about feeding their people. It keeps them, uh, when someone's only making a, a nominal amount of money, and they can go, they can go out to lunch and spend 11, 10, 12 dollars. They're never going to save anything. So if you can feed them in the office for under a buck or two bucks or something like that, I mean, it's kind of cafeteria cost food. But that's still a nice gesture. And they're back at their desk faster. They're not spending gas. They're not spending money that they can't afford on, on lunch. And it's a nice way to say thank you. And it's just not that horribly expensive to be able to do something like that for them. What else do you, what else do you do on the, uh, on the fun side? Can we talk about, uh, the, the, the things that we do to take care of our team? We've done all sorts of fun stuff. Um, we've also tried some things that we thought would be really fun that ended up not being fun. So I'll start with that one. Okay. Um, so we, did, we decided one year that we were going to uh, create a softball team. So take a, a group that functions at a very high level in, in the confines of our office, does an amazing job, and you get the majority of the people now that are not very good at sports. And the people that were good at it were usually the spouses that were playing with us. So that was not, we finished, we won zero games. Um, it was brutal every single time. So I would, something like that, maybe bowling or something would be kind of cool if you're going to do something. The one thing that I found, though, that is incredibly important when you're working with your team and doing fun stuff together, it has to be during the work day under your pay. What I found is in the evenings or on the weekends, 
people are doing other stuff. Like, they're with us all the time, but the last thing is, like, they're not going to go get a babysitter in the evening to come, like, go to happy hour, um, you know, at 6 o'clock or 5, like, after work is stopped. So that's that was a really big shift for us about two years ago um, that was huge. So now we go to laser tag, like, during lunch. Um, we got plans of, like, going, we haven't done this yet, but going and seeing, like, a matinee movie on a Friday. Like, just get out of the office and just go hang out. Um, um, we go out of office for lunch a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what some other fun stuff we've done. Um, hockey games together. But that again, that's like later in the day. So anything that you're doing, just try to get it to where it's under your time. And so they're still on your clock. They're still on your clock, right? And I, really at that point, let them choose. Like it doesn't have to be your you know, your deal here. Right. Um, let, you know, somebody who does a good job, employee of the month or whatever, they get to choose what we're all going to go do. Um, but make sure it's on your time. So we used to go out for lunch, for a birthday lunch for everybody on the team. But again, a smaller team, you can get away with that. A couple, a couple of cars, whatever. Getting a table. First of all, it got horribly expensive yeah. when you brought that many people to lunch. And then the other part of it was so difficult to get that many people out the door to another renew. And back and back within a reasonable amount of time. I wasn't on the clock. I wouldn't count hours necessarily, but just it just was very inefficient. So once we got to a certain size, we just had lunch brought in, and we'd celebrate all the birthdays one month, bring in a cake, have some fun, cards. We could have a little bit longer lunch in the conference room, but not trying to get everybody out the door. And if somebody was out on appointments or at a closing, they just missed it. That's just the way it was. But we there's no way you could say we're going to check everybody's calendar and make sure everybody could be at the meeting. So we just said, hey. Here's the deal. Here's where it's going to be. And we got set on a better schedule on that. So that's become a little bit more efficient for us. I got a question for you. So birthdays for your team members, what do you do? We have lunch at the office and they get to pick. Do you gift them? Uh, yes, they get a gift. Uh, okay. Yeah. And how, who, how do you pick that? That is from their All About You form. Okay. So Kendra challenged me on my team to make sure that I was spending time with them every quarter. I'm a little bit larger team. So every quarter I've got to have a 30-minute meeting with every person on my team. Smaller teams you can do it once a month, but we're doing it once a quarter. And then I have to gift them at least twice a year. Random. Separate and apart from their birthday. So one young, one of my young ladies is training for a half marathon. So I bought her a nice pair of tennis shoes. Another one of my ladies took her mom to see cats. Another one of my ladies had a, a comedian coming to town. And she just thought he was a great comedian. So I got tickets for her and her husband to go see Sebastian Manikowsko, who's really funny. But uh, anyway, we, I let her go with, uh, with my tickets to that. So I'm going through their All About You form and the times I spend with them to do a little something personal and special for them or their spouse or their partner or maybe their kiddo, depending on what the circumstances are. Yes, sir. Are you, are you actually doing it or you have I do as much of it as I can. That makes it a lot more personal. That way, I think I'm not gonna. It's, it's so much easier to do on the, in this day and age to get on Amazon and say, "Oh, coffee mug, something you know, something personal." But I pick most of the time. Most of the time. Yes, ma'am. Um, what's the price point that you do for you? Twenty-five to fifty dollars is the price point for things like that. Sometimes a little bit more. The personal gifts, a pair of tennis shoes, hundred and twenty-five, hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, theater tickets were not cheap to the Majestic. Uh, but again, it was tenured employee, special event, a way to say thank you. Yes, sir. 
Did you do the birthdays for everybody's birthday, or did I hear you say you did them all? We do one a month. So we do one party a month. And so there's three birthdays in September. I had one lady that insisted. She was so happy she was the only birthday that month. So that was really good for her. Uh, but uh, if the two, three a month, depending on what the, just how it all falls. So, so. Pardon me? 22, 23, somewhere in that range. I, can't, I never can tell. I didn't. They come and they go. But. So what about, what about celebrations? What do you do for... Uh, 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 hitting a number, a closing number, or something yep. like that. Because we got challenged a while back as coaches to have a, a celebration number and to make it known to everybody what that number is and then what, yeah. what's the reward. So I'd love to talk about the celebration number. Um, this is when I first got in the core, we were like bonusing on every file and things like that. But what we found is that it's just so volatile up and down. And it's like you have to look at when you're um, doing your P&L, it's like, okay, like we're going to – when is it appropriate to get excited? Like it's for us, it's not appropriate to get excited if we sell five or six homes a month. Like we have to at least sell seven to just pay the bills. Right. So, and I made that known to everybody. So once we hit the number, then we celebrate at that point. So, and also, so we celebrate over seven. And then also there is still per file bonuses too for our RP ones, but they don't kick in until after seven. So, um, but for us in the, this is when you talk about coaching, it's hilarious. So you get like, we were really good for a couple of years doing this. And then somehow it came back up again. And I'm like, how did we stop doing this? So we brought it back and our celebration number for us is actually, it's a closed every month. Um, so there's two different things. There's the bonuses that start after seven, but our closing number is 13. So we have to close 13 deals a month. Then we go out and celebrate. So, um, for us, and that's, that means that we're hitting the dashboard. There's money to go do something fun. Um, at that point in time, again, it's, it kind of depends on the time of the year and things like that. Uh, but it's really based around doing something as a group. Um, so for us, again, it, it kind of pulls back into, you know, going out and just doing outings. Like we usually go out on the outings when there's a celebration around it, right? Like Barrett, um, like how you're talking, it's either, you know, if you get your numbers, you go do something a little more elaborate. If, if you don't get there, you still want to spend that quality time together. And it's like more kind of in the office, stay a little bit more budget. If we end up really hitting it out of the park, like we'll do something really good. Um, what we ended up doing is we used to do big um, yearly events, like where I'd take everybody on a big trip. Got a little crazy. My team likes to party a little bit. I don't know if they're listening to this, but um, so we we stopped that. Um, we decided we're not getting on planes anymore. Um, so what we do though is I take the, their spouse um, and we do an overnight, like at a hotel downtown. We do event. We eat together. We do an event together. But the one thing that we just started doing that was really cool is we also started bringing one of our VIPs and their spouse with us on us. That has really been impactful within our business. Um, and that is a way to really blend our team with that person who's made a big impact, like either sent us a lot of business or brought value one way or another to us. So what do you do for a month? You, you hit your 13 closing. What happens then? The alarm, the bells go off. Bells go off, right? It's celebration. Like we got where we're at. Um, at that point, it's like, okay, like we're going to go next Friday. We're going to go out. What do we want to do? You know, let's talk about it and then let's go. Our go-to thing, like there's this laser tag place that is like the best place. It's like real, it's like shoot, it feels like you're really shooting guns. And it, like you run around and everybody gets sweaty and we've done that a handful of times. It's kind of our go-to, so. 
I, I've got an older crew, so we don't do we don't do laser tag. Yeah. So our celebration number is 40, and when we close our 40th transaction, uh, usually third week of the month, somewhere in that range. Hopefully, hopefully it's not the last day of the month, but usually somewhere in that range. Uh, our, my chair massage lady comes in, and we pull the blinds down in the conference room and turn the lights off, and she puts on the incense and the whale music and whatever it is they do in there, and they put a, we put a, a clipboard outside and every. Everybody signs up for a 15-minute chair massage, and she, that cost me about $250 for her to spend four or five hours at the office, and she takes a little break every once in a while. She'll do about three and take a break, and then do about three and take a break, so I'm sure I can't imagine what her hands are like, and so, but that's that's our celebration, and then again, just uh, some spontaneous stuff. What do you do for spontaneity and fun? For, like, spontaneous fun? Just like, hey, guys, daddy's home, we're having a good day, I, I'm it right now. I want to do something special. Oh, money. I, I've showed up with $100 bills before, and just especially if I come back from a trip and I knew that they were like knocking it out of the park, like I'll just give out cash. Just uh, Santa Claus everybody? Yeah, just like Santa Claus everybody out of nowhere. Um, I'm trying to think what. Uh, the one thing that goes a long way that um, doesn't cost you any money is. And I, and I don't do this every time, but when I leave, um, I hide notes for my team, um, just showing appreciation. hundred bucks doesn't really change anybody's life, but a lot of the times we just think they know how we feel, but we're not really doing a good job at telling them. So, Who, who wrote somebody a note before they left? Mm -hmm. uh, you, yeah. Individual notes to your team? Good for you. Anybody else? Yeah. How about who left a love note for sweetheart before they left? Okay, good. Oh, nice. Well done. Well yeah. done. Good. Anybody leave a note for their kids? Good. Good job. That's nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. How That's about you, Dayton? What do you do for spontaneous gifts? So we have uh, we have cornhole tournaments in the office. A cornhole, which is a, be a beanbag toss. Cornhole. Mm -hmm. And so we've got the boards there in the office, and then just all of a sudden, it's on. And there's a lot of trash talking going on. A lot of teams are formed up very quickly. And I made sure that while I'm out of town this week, that Friday it's Chick-fil-A and a cornhole tournament. Uh, and I, that I, and I want to see pictures. I want to know who the winner was. I want to know that they're having fun because I want, I, how much I appreciate them and care for them. And I'm, they think I'm having a blast. And I am. I love doing this. But I also wanted to know how much I care about them and how much I appreciate what they're doing. So that's part of our deal while I'm out of town is to make sure that happens and make sure they're having fun. Okay. I want to talk about two other ways to pour into your people. Uh, and, and the first one is their money and working on their personal budget. So who looks at or offers to look at budgets for their team? A few of you? Good. Who does their own personal budget like they should? Ooh, that's not good. Who does not? Wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, you're new. <laughs> Learning. Okay. I have, oh. I have no excuse. No excuse, sir. Okay, there you go. we got to work on that. So you got to take care of your business, and then you got to take care of them and help them out. Because, again, they're probably not going to get rich working for you. But they can accumulate some money. And when Rick does that deal about the, the wealth accumulator, you just knock a zero off of that thousand and get it down to a hundred. Mm -hmm. And a hundred is twelve hundred dollars, is twenty four thousand dollars, all of a sudden goes to fit, not all of a sudden, in ten years goes to fifty. And you gotta show them that. And I can remember as a kid, 
watching some commercial and they said if you saved $50 a month for a certain amount of time, I want to say it was 20 years or something like that, you could pull $50 a month out for the rest of your life and never touch the principal. That was the, 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 the miracle of compounding. Of course, rates were a lot higher back then, but, but I still remember that lesson to this day. And so taking the time to sit down with them and help them with their budget, help them with their money. Rick is adamant about doing that. And he's lit me up more than once about not doing it. I'm starting, I'm slow, but I'll get there. So I'm doing that more and more with my team and making it optional. And then as we hire new people, it's becoming more mandatory to say, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. And I, and I don't have to see all your numbers, but I want you to do it. Here's the form. And I coach them the same way I get coached. Let's fill this out. Let me show you how the form works. Let me show you what you can do. And then if they do hit a milestone, if they pay off a bill, retire some debt, get to two grand, get to five grand, get to ten grand. And I don't know if you guys remember when you were broke. I do. And it wasn't that long ago. And so, and I would not wish that on anybody. So I want to make sure that when they start hitting those numbers and, and those milestones that they're celebrated and that peace of mind that comes with having a little bit of money in the bank, having two or three months cushion in the bank. Something happens to me. Something happens to the industry. We have another 9-11 and we don't sell a house for 90 days. Something like that. I want to make sure that they're going to be okay, at least for a little while. What do you do on your team for their money? How do you help them? So one big thing, if you didn't catch it, write this down. So the one thing is that it is hard when your team is already established to go back and work them to get their do their budget, right? Like it's a crunchy conversation. Yes. It is very, very challenging. But I don't know about y'all, but you're probably going to have some new team members, right? So there every, will be turnover. Yes, there will be. Um, and you're, or you'll grow and there'll be more people that will come in the door. But every new person, you get the opportunity to make that. That's a part of the job. And you can set that expectation with them. So when you bring on new people, like have it's just a part of the gig. But you got to you have to own it. If you don't show up. One time, one month that it gets missed, like it's game over. Like you have to be consistent with that. How? Yes. Yeah. So I, we're spoiled. We work at the with Rick. Yeah. So from the point that you come in to interview, HR asks you, "Are you okay sharing your budget?" Because Rick, when he says he checks all our budget from I'm talking Rick Ruby all the way to our shippers every month and demands we stay twenty percent. He really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is the criteria that when you go to HR and you get interviewed, HR will flat out ask you, if you're not okay with it, this isn't the place for you because we demand statement. Do they do a credit check before they hire? I heard they do. I'm not sure. They do. Okay. Who does, who does credit checks? A few? I got that from Todd Screaming years ago. And, and that's what we do. We, do, we check credit. Because if they can't take care of their business, it's going to be a problem. If they've got drama at home, it's going to be a problem. And so, and I've, I'm, I've had instances where I thought something's not right, something's not right. I had one gentleman that applied for a job and he was probably in his mid thirties. And I said, what's the most you've ever made in your life? And it was, it was somewhere around 20 grand or something like that. I mean, it just wasn't a lot of money. And I said, something's just not right about a grown man only having made twenty or twenty-two thousand dollars, and I and he finally said, "Well, he'd been in jail," and I thought, "Okay, see, I got out of my sequence. That was on me. He was referred to me by somebody. I kind of liked him, but I got out of my sequence." 
And I had another instance where I really liked a guy, wanted to hire him. We're getting fingerprinted to get his license in Texas. Well, he had two DUIs in a bar fight. And I said, I can't put you in a car with somebody if that's your background. If you'd have told me, if you'd have told me, I might could have worked around it, but you didn't even tell me. So now I find out after the fact. But that was again on me is not following my sequence in hiring. So I would challenge each and every one of you when you do hire your next candidate or interview your next candidate, that needs to be a condition. And they just fill out a, a, a rental application essentially. Whoever does your property management or your rentals does a quick credit check and make sure they're not a total train wreck financially because it, it, it's, it just it just brings drama into your office and something you just don't need. You just because going back to that, you know, if they could fog a mirror, you'd hire them. We got to set a higher bar and a higher standard for that sort of thing. So pouring into them again and helping them make money. Helping them save money, being fiscally responsible. We offer a 401k. We offer health insurance. A lot of companies don't do that. It's expensive, but again, it's helped my retention and it's helped the quality of the candidates we've been able to attract when we're looking for somebody. Do you do either of those? So we do healthcare stipends. Um, that was just the easiest way for us to be able to do it. Um, it's very interesting though with this is, I've, I just had the opportunity to hire my first guy where I like put the foot down. I'm like, this is going to happen. And we're going to do it this way going yeah. forward. That's the yeah, plan. Like, this is the plan, right? And so I'm sitting down there. I'm sitting with him uh, a month ago and I'm teaching him how to fill out the personal budget. And he was referred by a past client, young kid right out of college. Um, and I would have, and I asked him, I said, hey, have you ever done anything like this before? And he said, no, never. Like nobody's ever talked to him about his money. So when I got, when I've learned these tools, it is, it is our responsibility to teach other people, especially young people, um, about it. Cause I look at myself growing up and how I've, had to navigate this industry before I found the core. And if I just would have known some of these small tactics, it would have been so much better. Um, so, like, you got to talk to people about what you do and spread the knowledge because it's not that hard. And it, once you become, become a teacher, you will be a much better student. My parents got divorced when I was three, so we never talked about money at the house. I can I can remember my mother as a school teacher saying, well, it's the 23rd of the month. I lock my checkbook up. Because she wouldn't go into debt, but but that was I mean that was it, and that was that's the only conversation we ever had about money. So when I started getting some, well of course maxed out on credit cards, behind on the IRS, I went through all those kinds of things. So the, most parents don't do a good job teaching their children. Most parents don't do a good job with their own money. They don't accumulate anything. They sure don't have that that grown up conversation with their children. So again, you're taking on this responsibility. You want to get more out of them. You got to pour into them a little bit more. Okay. All right. The last thing I want to talk to you about, and when your team and pouring to them is their future. And so one of the forms that we have at the core, and I don't believe it's in here, but we'll get it to you or be available to you, is what do you want from your career? What do I want from my career? How can you help them grow? They may stay with you forever, but they probably are not going to stay with you forever. So you have a responsibility to them to grow them, coach them, teach them. They then become more valuable to you. They become more valuable to you because they either generate revenue for you, they take on greater responsibility, or they increase their skill set. That's how one becomes more valuable. If somebody comes to me and says, I want to raise, it's, well, you got to bring me money, help me make more money, take on more responsibility, or increase your skill set. That's pretty much it.
Now you are more valuable to me. And you want to have people so good that other people are making a run at them, but you want to take such good care of them that they, don't, they won't leave you. And that's a, that's a hard balance to maintain, but that's what you're looking for with an employee. So what do they want from their career? Can you help them go back to school and get a degree? I've got one, one lady pursuing a degree, another lady pursuing her master's. I know I'm going to lose them at some point. I had one young lady who was my marketing uh, person for me for a long time. She went and got a degree in uh, network security and assurance. Well, she was worth three times in, the, in that industry what she was worth to me. And so, but it was a, it was a, it was a great relationship. She was with me six or seven years, but she had this incredible opportunity. She had to take care of her family. She and her partner had adopted two kids and then they adopted a third one. I was like pushing rocks uphill, but that's what they wanted to do. And they changed the lives of these babies, but she needed to make a lot more money to take care of her family. And so this was a great opportunity for her. And I couldn't, certainly couldn't begrudge her that. But what do you, what do they want from there? How can you help them get better? How can you help them become more valuable? How can you help them grow as a person? And, and understanding what it is they're looking for from this, from this career. Are we just trading dollars for hours? Or is it going to be more collaborative? And can you take them to be an RP2 or can it be a salesperson? Can they bring in more revenue for you in some way, shape, or form and then therefore become more valuable to you? What do you do to help your people as far as on their career path or their, or their personal growth? Yeah, so personal growth. The one thing that we got to realize is that we're all kind of crazy, right? Like, who wants to like, like build these teams and get nervous and get in front of people. Um, and some of us were, are better at this than others. And some of these are learned traits, right? Like um, talking in front of a big group of people, like I would have been completely nervous doing this six years ago, but then it just, you, you, you get used to stuff. It becomes normal. So the biggest thing that we look at is how do we improve the skill sets of our team members to put them in a better position where they can talk more educated about the real estate market, the way that it works, because the thing is that they want to bring in and help and provide like they want to do that. But are we setting them up for success? All right. So are you teaching your team members one? Like what the heck's going on in the market right now? Are you anybody? couple, right? A few people. So like you got to do this on a consistent basis, like let them know what's going on, right? Talk about the ebbs and flows of the market, where these struggles are at. Also like teaching them how to ask for CCRs, right? How to create raving fans, how to knock it out of the park so you can earn the right to ask for that referral. Role playing, you know, things like that, like scripts and dialogues and reminders and contests and all that stuff. All that you're doing is you're just having a different way to have that conversation on how to make them better at what they're doing. And these skills like roll over in other areas of life too. The better we can communicate with strangers, the better they're going to be able to communicate with their family or in a position that they're in. So when we talk about education, we really have to look at the ripple effects that we're doing. Even going back to the personal budget, you teach somebody how to do the budget, then they teach it to somebody else, and it goes and it goes and it goes, and you have no idea the small things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, like either you're doing really good stuff, or there's nothing going on in the water, or maybe your ripples are really, really bad. So, um, But I would say just pour, pour into them as much as you can. Take that time to meet with them. All right, so here's what I'd like to do right now. We gave you a list of about six or seven very specific things, and I want you to, at your table, share with each other 
I, I want to come up with at least two from each table of what you can do in the in the in food, uh, gifting, celebration, education, uh, coaching them to become better employees, and spontaneity, some fun. Share at the table, come up with different ideas, different suggestions, and then we'll we'll share some ideas uh, in a minute. So who wants to go first? Ideas around taking care of your team and catering to your team. What it, yes, sir. Maybe you should explain this. <laughs> you did a better job. So they have two jars, two jars in their office. One is a jar that team members can put in ideas for like philanthropic things that they want to do in the community. The other jar is like things that they would like to do to celebrate when they, just to celebrate. And so they alternate months like, one month they'll do they'll go out and do this Meals on Wheels or some philanthropic thing for the community service project and then the next month they'll go out and do a celebration whatever they want to do. Fantastic. So we do we, Rick has challenged us again. Rick, Rick, Rick. Rick challenged us on Change the Planet Week. So we've done we've done Habitat for Humanity as a team. We did the food bank. We've gone to the children's hospital, which is really tough. See those sick kids. And we've done uh Animal rescue. And so I let my team vote on whatever, uh, whatever they want to work on. And so we'll, we'll go out and do those charity projects. So again, that's just, that's not really pouring into them, but it is a good, kind of a feel good moment for our team. What did y'all come up with? Well, one of the things we do is, uh, every week I sit down with all of our sales agents for 15 minutes and we coach them on their once first wells. We have them do the once first wells and, we get personal time with everybody on the sales team for 15 minutes once a week. We make sure they're with their what, please? Once in Wells, once first Wells. What's that? Sorry about that. So it's top 10 things we want to accomplish professionally and personally, and then three things we're willing to commit to by the end of the year. Okay, so when uh, Robin was on stage, how, how good was Robin this morning? Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, she crushed it this morning. And that's not an easy, that's a big room. That is a, that is a hard deal to do. And she just crushed it this morning. But when she had a theme day, uh, and the, on Monday, was it Monday? Her theme day was the seven boxes of life. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's a, 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 fra- a version of that. So, and I thought that was, I thought that was brilliant that she would sit down with her team and say, Let's talk about one of your, you'll pick a box, maybe not the worst one, not the lowest score that you've got. And I've done that with my people before too. You know what? I'm not going to ask you what your worst score was. Let's go to your second or third worst score and let's talk about that. And that way they don't have to get too raw with me, but it's a good way to say, I'm going to help you with this if I can. I may not be able to help you with fitness, but I might be able to help you with something else. So however you can, however you can reach them at a personal level and coach them up. What did y'all come up with? Uh, every now and then, like when everybody's working really hard and getting kind of stressed out, right. I'll take the team in the middle of the day and we'll go to like a salt sweep. It's really relaxing. Have you guys ever heard of it? Yes. Exactly. Covered in salt and they have dried salt and throw it in the air. And it's very relaxing and they have zero gravity chairs and you just 
kick back. It's dark and cool and <laughs> it's, it's kind of a spa without the mani pedi portion of a spa. It's like 17 bucks a person. Oh, okay. Okay. They love it. It's so relaxing. Okay. So sweet. Who's done an escape? Who's taking their team to an escape room? Those are fun. Okay. What about you? What did you guys come up with? So I do just a lot of focus on my team. I really uh, hold myself accountable. I have breakfast every single morning at 7.30. And each person on the team is welcome to join me and I'll schedule them. And then I usually have a VIP breakfast at 8.15. And they're welcome to stay and hear how I coach them and uh, develop some of the VIP stuff. And depends on the wrong things I do. But every single so they know you're going to be at a certain restaurant at a certain time and you hold court. And it's time with them individually, share something, or just hang out with you a little bit. And then you go right into a VIP breakfast. That's great. That's great work in your time. Okay. Who buys books for their team? Oh, very good. So what did you buy for your team? Who's bought what? Yes, ma'am. Um, Good for you. Excellent. Good team player. Yes, sir. The best one anybody in the room can buy for the team is it's called exactly what to say for real estate. Exactly what to say. Okay. Excellent. 7L. Pardon me? 7L. 7L. The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. One of my all-time favorite books. I mean, I've probably given away 20, 30 copies. At least, no, I'm closer to 50 copies of that book. I, Amazon, buy 20 more. Buy 20 more. It's crushing my, my P&L. Yes, ma'am. The red carpet experience. I'm not familiar with that one, but that's good. It's excellent. It, it's a study of different small to large corporations and how they create that client experience and retain clients. Wow, excellent. What would app, What would Google do? The Apple experience. I mean, there's all those books about catering to them, finding out where they want to be, all that stuff. So well, I, I, I buy a ton of books for my team, and we'll read them as a group, talk about them, excerpt them. And then, and then see what we can learn from that. What about you guys? Yes, ma'am. I just started an investment club with my team, and I made, made them all read "I Will Teach You to Be Rich" by Rami Sethi. It's a really basic book on investing and why you know how to handle debt, how to handle credit cards for miles, and how to really get yourself on a good track towards having retirement. What a great gift! Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And I yeah. Them up to $500 for their first seed money to get their account started. Okay. Has anybody been in an investment club? A couple of you, Karen? I was in one years ago with some buddies. We had a great time. Yeah. Didn't really make any money, but we met once a month. Everybody threw in a couple hundred bucks. But we just had a blast. But that's a great, that's a great learning tool. Yeah, their accounts are all separate, but the whole goal is after the end of the year, then whoever wins gets a $500 gift card. Whoever saves the most money. So wow. They have an incentive to save. You have to manage it yourself. It's not where you can just call like it. So you get, they set up their own E-Trade account or their whatever. It's all Vanguard. They, they, they stocks so they can be in an index fund or whatever. But the goal is every month, you know, they didn't want to reveal the personal budget. Right. But they told me, if you want to be in the investment club and have me spend my time with this, now I get to see that personal budget. Excellent. Very cool. I like that a lot. That's great. So you should have minimum 20 different tactics to help with your team. I would like you to pick three, no more than five, that you're going to implement. You don't have to do that right now because we're going to go on to VIPs. But hopefully you've got a list of tw- at least 20 different ideas or suggestions on how you can pour into and elevate your team, cater to your team. That's the theme. And then on your way home, 
pick two, three, no more than five that you can actually execute on at a high level. Food, books, doing their budget, those kinds of things. All right? All right. Let's talk about VIPs. You crush it with your VIPs. So tell us a little bit about what your program is, John, and, and what you do with, with that constituency. How, how many VIPs do you have? So I got a good solid top 50 and a pretty deep bench um, that goes to about 110. But that's like, the, but the people that the core though, that's there's 50 that I'm really that I do a good job with for sure. So uh, and those 50 generate how many closed transactions? Forget referrals, leads, all that kind of closed transactions. It's 30. It's uh, about 33% of our business is just out of that group. So that's about 40 transactions a year. So they don't, they don't give you more than one per, but those 50 people, year in and year out, one year they'll blank you, next year they'll send you two, yep. next year they'll send you one, and you just keep in that relationship. Yep. At a very, a very, very nice price point, I might add, right? Yes, that definitely helps as well. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's very basic. So, um, Kendra gave me a form that, um, I think she got from, uh, another student, uh, that I kind of like morphed off of, but it's, you gotta be tactical about it. So we have the, our VIPs that we call on Monday. Uh, but through there, I'm like, well, you, you got to call them, you got to see them, you got to gift them. There's like all this stuff that we have to do um, to make sure that we, you know, are building that relationship and we have to be proactive about it. So, um, so I use a program called Airtable that my amazing wife has made um, that really tracks everything. It's super easy. Um, if any of you want that, just email it to me. I'm more than happy to share that list. Uh, just kind of plug and play. Um, but through that, it makes sure that I'm doing, that I'm connecting with everybody. So my goal is, is that I do outbound call to everybody in that top 50 once a month. And I also talk to them once a month. So there's like these little tickers. So when I make the outbound call, like the box shows up. When I get to talk to them on the phone, the box shows up. If I have a break bread with them, the box shows up. Or if I have face to face, the box shows up. So my goal is to just get, it's like just trying to fill the boxes, right? To do all the stuff. And then in the same tab, but also in that same formula, it says they're all about you information. It shows the gifts that I've given them. It shows the referrals inbound. But more than, more than anything else, I started tracking my outbound referrals to them and my outbound relationship connections. Because the biggest challenge that I've found is that I don't have the opportunity. I, like, I know a lot of people, and, I, and we get to refer more than most people because we just have a lot of people that are seeking us out. But I would much rather get an introduction to a person that's super influential than getting one lead. Like long term, right? Because a person can give you that opportunity over and over and over again. So for me, I like to do four introductions at least every year. So personal, like try to set up a buddy lunch, go deep, really like pay attention to who they need to know and try to play like matchmaker in the VIP world. Okay, so those were two monster nuggets. I don't know if you guys heard that. Number one was who tracks the referrals they give? Anybody? Two. Good. Okay. So you know you sent this guy three deals. You sent that guy ten deals. You really are super intentional about tracking. Good for you. That's one in 30. Okay? That is gold to sit there and say. And not to lord it over them, but just to be able to. I mean, they'll know if you say, 
if, you, if push comes to shove, you do might have to remind them of that. But that is gold to be able to track that and say, when you think of a real estate, if you're the hub of a real estate transaction, you refer the inspector, the lender, the title, the uh, the painter, the landscape guy, the pool guy. I mean, you could hand out 10, 15, 20 referrals in each transaction if you're the hub of that transaction. If you're not, if Zillow is the hub of that transaction, guess who gets credit for all those referrals? So if you're the hub of that transaction, that's spectacular and you've got an unbelievable opportunity to uh, earn reciprocity and, and get those referrals back. And if you're not getting them, you find somebody else that does appreciate that and is grateful for it. For sure. But you can't get mad unless you know what's really going on. So like, this person is not sending me anything, and then you're going to go. It's like you got to give before you can receive, right? So don't get all fired up if you're not getting anything if you don't even know if you've given them any value. So you can't get mad. Um, the one huge thing that's been such a game changer in this same space is that I used to refer or make connections by typing out an email, right? And it was, Hey, Susie, you should meet Steve. Steve's a good guy. He's great at X business, right? And here's like a group email and everybody's contact information. Have a great day. That is super, super lame. It is so bad. There's Ouch. no value Ouch. there, Mr. Schrader. Yes. <laughs> so there is this fancy thing now that we all have in front of our computer screens that we do all of our coaching on. It is a camera. And on that, you can make videos. And Rick talked all day, this all morning, about what's the number one thing that he does for his for lead conversion and his prospecting. Triangle for triangle trust. Triangle for trust, right? So it is impossible to do the triangle for trust in an email typing. Like it's not going to work, right? But you can for sure do that in a video. You can elevate both parties. You can show them why you like each one of them. You can get super excited on the camera and they can see it without like typing in big print and emojis and whatever, right? Like once it's you, it works. Once you start using that type of a tactic to connect people, they will be excited to talk to one another. It's much easier for you to set up buddy lunches in those type of scenarios because that's really what we're trying to do is bring value. So get rid of doing the typing. And don't, for me, so my video trick is I do lots of videos, bottom line, because I suck at spelling and I'm terrible at grammar. So I just don't ever do them. But here's the thing, is if you do the video and you just put the contact information in there, what are they going to do? They're going to watch the video because they don't know what the heck you're talking about, right? So they're going to pull up the video. They're going to watch the whole darn thing. They're going to pay attention to what's going on because there's no recap or synopsis of your video, right? But through there... We're, start, we're starting to show them how we now approach our clients in the same way. So we do the same thing, like every buyer consultation, every listing appointment, if that's referred in, the referral source is included and we elevate the referral partner in that video and we include them in it so they can see it. Like, Tim, you send me a referral, right, down to Seattle that's looking to buy, like, or to sell, I'm going to do a CMA breakdown video and in that video, I'm going to give you a bunch of love. And I'm going to include you in that video, right? That was a shameless plug for Seattle referrals, but yeah. I got to give it to you. I mean, that was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, so sorry. No, yeah, go for it. Like, you want to stop paying for this referral? Part. No. 
Like it, every single one is unique to the people. Because okay. by name. By name. So oh, yeah. I well, I include them in the e- like the email. So like if it's there's one part where it's the introduction and the triangle for trust for them to connect, and then there's a referral. So if you sent me a lead, Catherine, at that point, and I would include you in the correspondence to that lead. So let's shoot a video. So you're going to introduce uh, Catherine to me. Okay. Okay. And I'm a realtor, and she's one of your buddies that needs a realtor. And we're rolling. Okay. So, Dayton Schrader, Catherine, John By here. I wanted to reach out to you both. You both need to meet each other, and this is why. Catherine is probably the best client of mine, an amazing friend. And Mr. Schrader, you've taken care of me my entire life. And she needs your help super, super bad. And the only person I could think of to trust is you. So I trust you. I trust Catherine. You guys need to meet and connect. Both of your contact information is below. Let me know if I can help. 32 seconds. Which is about the attention span of most adults these days. So I mean, yeah. I mean, short. Now, I would have sent that an email, Catherine. <laughs> you'd love to meet John By. He's one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. I know he's going to take great care of you. <laughs> Copy you both. John, I'd like you to meet Catherine. She's dynamite. She's she's my. I would have done that. You did it on a video yeah. in less time than it would have taken me to type it and then run it through spell checker three times yes. and Grammarly and everything else. And so, and in 32 seconds, you teed us up unbelievably. And it's quick. And yes, and you can see like it's rah. And you see the enthusiasm and the energy and the and, and the, the genuineness yeah. of it. Who's who's gonna, who's not going to bite on that hook? Who's going? to Oh, nah, nah. I mean, who doesn't bite on that hook? Oh, everybody. It, that is gold. Yes, Mike, sir. Do you use the whiteboard too? Do I use the whiteboard? Yeah. Like behind me? Those videos. I do a whiteboard. Oh. Hey, David, Catherine, like so they don't think it's some. Um, Spam video that we're sending to everybody. They see their name. They go. Oh, that's cool. oh, that is, that is yeah, kind of cool. Is that, is that extra little because you can't get them on the phone or what? No, because no. because you, they might be busy, and I want to make it happen right now instead of thinking yeah. about it. No, what am I going to say? It just takes me 30, 32 seconds to to put you guys together and make it happen. The big thing is we're getting smarter, not harder, and stick out in the crowd, right? So people will watch that video. They're forced to watch the video. So, Michael, like, that's the reason why I just do the video and I put the contact information. That's all I do because then and you they put it, know. You, and you put in the subject line yeah, like so they know from John By, introduction of, whatever. So yeah. they, they, it'll get there. But um, go ahead, question. I'll come on. I had a quick question. Do you use, like, a bomb-bomb platform or just an iPhone? bomb plug-in on Outlook. It's, like, instantly puts it in the email. Fast. Yep. And Gmail has one as well? Yeah. Yeah. We can do it from Blue Gene. We can record Blue Gene. We can record in um, CoVideo. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything works. Anything works. What about connecting people on? So when, in that scenario, was that a VIP saying, man, I really want to meet Rick? Or was that, was that, I'm trying to understand the, the, the VIP said, man, you're asking, what can I do for you? And they say, you know what? I always want to meet Rick. Is that how that works? Or is it? All sorts of stuff. A okay. lot of the time it's random. Okay. So a lot of the time it's like, I'm always just constantly trying to figure out who needs to know each other. Right. Um, and people are just really good networkers who I think would click and they just don't know each other. I'm like, you guys just need to meet. You're like, just a you know, connector. I just want to be the connector. You're a Mal- Malcolm yeah. Gladwell connector. 
It is the biggest gift. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah, the gift of your time is so immense. Proactive instead of reactive, that's the big difference. Yeah. Yeah. You're not waiting for somebody to say, hey, I need somebody. Yep. And on the other hand, if somebody's looking for that referral, right? Like they need the service of whatever it is. Even if it's like your tree guy or it doesn't matter, your landscaper, right? Like even in those instances, it's even more valuable because nobody's doing that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So who's on LinkedIn? Who has a really good LinkedIn profile? Really, that's weak. Are you kidding me? Seriously? No, we I'm, I'm just, I've got one hand goes up. Really? Okay. Little, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, first of all, that's your business card. In this day and age, if you're not there with a great up-to-date picture uh, and a really great resume and all your credentials... You're missing out because people will go there and look for you. And the connections that you can make through that are unfathomable. And, and so but where I was going with all that was, and I'm scared, I'm afraid to even ask a question. How many endorsements or recommendations have you, have you given to people in your sphere? Lots. Good for you. They give back to you. Yes. They will reciprocate. And, but again, it's a great gift to just say, I've always worked with Rick. He's a great guy. The man's a pro. He'll take excellent care of you. I, you know, whatever. And his expertise is boom, boom, boom. And so on. Or Starling. Starling's a fantastic agent. She handles really beautiful properties in Nashville. I think the war lovers, you can trust her implicitly. And so on and so on. And you can give that gift. It's obligation marketing. And, and they will, it will, it will pay back. There are people that are takers, but I promise you, if you do that and you pour into enough people, especially your VIPs, and they look at that and they have a, a, no recommendations, and you, and you're a credible person and gives them a recommendation, that's huge. That means a lot to somebody. One thing around that, Dayton, so, we all want lots of reviews, right? Like we're surveying our clients all the time, and we're trying to get that feedback all the time. We got to look in the mirror. Like you got to give it out to get it back. And for us, what we started doing unsolicited reviews our entire team. So like Fridays and once a week, everybody's got to send out an unsolicited review to either a business professional, some place that you visited. Because the thing is, once you put it out there, you get it back, right? So if you're asking for reviews, reviews, reviews but you're not giving any, you're not going to get anything back. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So um, teach your team, again, like this is impactful. This is important, right? Like we talk about bringing value to our team in ways that create ripple effects. Now, if you've got five people on your team, you're sending out five reviews every single week. You do that over the course of every, that, that's a lot of reviews. It's like, I can't do math. For Exponentially, like that becomes a lot. Get into the it's a big so, number. Yeah. Okay. All right, so. Uh, again, I want to go back around the topic of education, around the topic of fun. And the fun, fun for us, for our VIPs, is movies, uh, baseball games, parties at my house. Uh, Santa, I mean, we do a ton of stuff for our VIPs. Client, uh, client appreciation parties and things like that. So around the topics of fun, education, and, um, uh, and money. I want, I want to, again, share some ideas at your table about what you can do to your VIPs. And we're going to come up with a nice list. And, again, I want you to pick two or three of those things on your way home that you can start working on in the, between now and the end of the year and in the first quarter of 2020. So take a couple of minutes at your table. Share some ideas about taking great care of your VIPs.
right, let's go around the horn here. See, uh, we want the, the best idea from each table. Um, I was just saying that we got really intense. I, I was getting overwhelmed with the big client events and not feeling like I had time to meet with each person. So we picked uh, 10, for example, and would host, like I hosted a ladies' night at my house where we had someone come in and teach us how to make cute little home sweet home boards. And out of that 10, eight were VIPs and two were clients that I wanted or people that I wanted to be clients. So they could hear everyone else say great things about me. Um, and then we did like a couple night, we called it like date night, game night, where we could get the guys to come out too. Um, because we tried to do a poker night and the guys didn't want to come by themselves. So we dated themselves. So a smaller, more intimate gathering instead of a big deal, but you get a chance to really work the room and see everybody and interact, introduce, connect. And then that social proof, if six of these people are you're sitting there saying, you guys are so great. You've sent me so much business. I'm so grateful for every, each and every one of you. And the three of the other three come to you and say, wow, I'm really embarrassed. I didn't send you anything this year. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, good for you. What about you guys? So instead of doing a monthly U.S. letter, we do a weekly U.S. letter and put whatever one of our VIPs that run a business or sales or whatever it is, their logo, and says, hey, our people want to use your people, or uh, our people want to use your people, or whatever it is. So we advertise So you send out a video, a vendor, a vendor? It's their logo, or whatever, whatever company they're with, on that Okay, and you just tout that one person, that, that one company? Every, and every week you do that? Good for you. Who was in... Um, uh, Eric and, and Kay's class on social media. How good was that? And again, sending out video, bringing, uh, sending out a video testimonial, endorsing one of your trades or something like that. That was solid. What did you guys come up with? Here? Yes, sir. Uh, I like what they said about Venmo's top 10, it's been top 10. Uh, they sit down and uh, uh, just basically say, like, hey, I, here's my, I want to explain to you what my pyramid is. Right. And this is where you guys are at. We want to go deeper. And what does that look like for you? And how, how can I better help you? And what he said is nobody's ever said, like, I don't want to do that. But they've given them all different answers about, like, what going deeper with them means. So they can more personally cater to each 10 instead of um, just kind of buying everybody something that nobody really wants. So actually having a grown-up conversation with them about what their expectations are. Yeah. And w- are we really going to be a good match? Or are we just throwing cards at each other and, yeah. and all that sort of thing? That's, that's, a, that's a great that's a great tactic. My top VIP said, I want to go camping with you once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Just one night, you and me, pitch a tent, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I need more business from you, I need this or that. And you're just like, dude, I just want to go camping and talk. (laughs) (laughs) First tickets, maybe? Wow, okay. And so, and? There you go. Good for you. Good for you. You get out of your comfort zone, hang out with him. He's looking for a bud. I had a friend years ago tell me that the, 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 it's lonely at the top. You know, we think they're all that and they're by themselves. They've got their own stuff going on in their life and they don't have nearly as many friends as, as you think they might. And we talk ourselves out of a whole lot of stuff before it actually happens. What'd y'all come up with? I think we're super um, gifters at this table. Okay. We really personalize, you know, off of the all about you forms, like really trying to identify gifts that really hit the mark with VIPs and then sports tickets like someone has season tickets right. fire off those tickets so they get to go use them that's no if you only have two tickets they could take their spouse they could take the kid or a buddy or something like that and take a picture send it to me let me know that you're there don't sell them 
But uh, that's great. So gifting, events, smaller events. In your home, that's about as intimate as it can be. If you bring people into your house, that's very, very special. Uh, it's nice. Restaurants are nice. They get expensive sometimes. But bringing people into your home, and it doesn't have to be an oh-my-God mansion. Just the art of entertaining is a lost art. And and, uh, and to bring people into your house, hang out with them, grill steaks, barbecue in the backyard, do a pizza, that's fun stuff. That is good stuff to do. So, yes, ma'am. How can you bring people into your house? Oh, twice a month we'll do something. We've got a, we've got a, a nice advantage there. And so my wife, the house is built for a party, and my wife uh, appreciates how how important that is to our business. So it's, I got, I got a, a great... A great advantage there. So, anyway, we're set up for that. All right. So, so now we got. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One thing, real quick. So, on the VIPs, remember everybody that's on your list. Have you given them a review on their website or so, their social media or LinkedIn or whatever? Like that needs to be a box you check. That's a very specific tactic. Yes. To go out and, and that is no cost. That is five minutes of thinking about somebody. Mm-hmm. And then being intentional about it, being genuine. And don't cut and paste the same review for 20 people. But be specific. And, <laughs> right? So make that happen. So you should have, again, 10, 15, 20 things to pick from to cater to your VIPs. I want you to pick two or three, no more than five, that you can execute at a high level. All right? All right, let's talk about our clients. Let's talk about our database. Those that don't send us referrals, that are just once every five to seven year people, but we gotta love on them, we gotta cater to them. So what are some ideas that you guys can offer up about catering to your clients? Yes, sir. You said fairy tale brownies to everybody who's done business with us on their birthday. Wow, so every year on their birthday, they get a little something from you. Yeah, and uh, fairy tale brownies is a local company. Cost is? Bucks. Ooh, that's very generous. Mm-hmm. That's very generous. Yes, ma'am. It's a birthday party in a box. Seven, seven bucks. A birthday party. It's a cookie and a candle and some confetti or something like that. It's a very expensive cookie, but it gets done. Those things probably have a shelf life. They probably have a shelf life of 50 years. I mean, they just and so it's a it's a, basically it's a birthday it's a birthday in a box for seven bucks. It's a it's a chocolate chip cookie or whatever flavor you want with a candle, so they can put their own candle and light it and uh, and have their own birthday party. So yes, sir. Such as. We do a picnic in the summer, and we do a movie in the in the winter. Excellent. Yeah. Opening night, blah blah blah. John, what do you do? Uh, so we do big uh, Christmas event, so Santa event, and all of our events are all based around charity. I got really fired up when I didn't get the attendance that I wanted, so I'm like, well, if it's always based around charity, then I won't get mad because we're doing something good. Right. Um, so, uh, but we do uh, a toy drive in the winter, and we do um, stuff for the homeless in the like at the beginning of the year. Okay. Yeah, we got, we recently tied our stuff to a charity event as well and made it good. Yeah. Good for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I recently just signed up for this company called thepopbykid.com. And it basically it's like 30, you put in how many people are your past clients, but they show that it gets mailed to you once a month. It's a personalized gift. 
for everyone. Right. And then it has the bags, it has the tags, all that stuff. My RP one puts it all together and I just Okay, so lots of gifting, uh, lots of events. So we do, we did the Avengers movie, we did Toy Story four this year, or whatever the Toy Story movie was. Uh, yep. Go yeah. Toy Story four. We did um, uh, missions baseball game, which is our double A baseball franchise in San Antonio. Well over a hundred people at each of these events. We did the real scary movie with the clown. Uh, not, not the. Um, not the river, the, the Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix movie, but the other one, whatever that was. And we did that one, and then I've got a Santa party at my house. So that's five different events. Uh, we'll have over 200 people at my house for a Santa party, and I've done that for over 20 years. Uh, milk and cookies with a big guy, and a real legit TV quality Santa Claus. It's not me trying to pass. It's a real professional Santa, white beard, white hair, big man, and, uh, and Mrs. Claus. And so, so that's five different things we do to cater to our clients on top of the gifting, on top of, uh, the closing gifts and things like that. What do you, how about, what else do y'all do to, to yes ma'am? Um, you know, the big thing that's coming out this year is the, the new Star Wars movie. And we got lightsabers made with Dave and her early group on them. So we're going to rent out two with myself, and I'm going to get uh, my, my insurance partner and my lender partner to come in and share costs with me. But it'll be all my people. Right. And they'll have two movie theaters, and you can bring up to four people, or just let me know if you need more, and everybody gets their Dave and her and on a Saturday morning, that's thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it was like ten fifty per person. A little popcorn, a little coke. Give everybody five dollars. Each person gets a five dollars distribution for the concession. Right. So okay. So the tip on the Star Wars one though is book that or like now. I don't think it needs to be booked actually. I mean, yeah. if you haven't done that particular one, wow, you got to go early. And when's that coming out? Um. Yeah, I have to look at what date we've got it all booked. Okay. Probably, probably Christmas Day or something like that. We're going to do it the day before it comes out. Okay. Oh, okay. We did that. We did that too for one. The Avengers movie. I think we did it the night before or something like that. Yes, sir. Uh, we're giving out Apple and pumpkin pies for Thanksgiving. Okay. They have to come by your office and collect them? No, we're having them delivered. Wow. Fidelity owns the gym, and so we got all the pies for free. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a train near my house, like, you can see it and they have the Polar Express in the wintertime, so we're going to do a Polar Express for all the kids to go to, you know, go to the Polar Express. Who does something for the kids or the pets? Karen, what do you do? We do a big Santa event, and I have the first builder company, so we're actually decorating one of the models, and then having Mr. and Mrs. Claus there and bringing a professional photographer in. Right. And then all the photos are getting uploaded on Dropbox so they can use them and not have to drag the kids to the mall and see. Right, that's, that, yeah, that's your Santa party, but what are you doing for... We're do, we do a movie. Okay. We do a movie, and we're also, for next year, we're going to start um, babysitting night. Oh, nice. So we're going to bring, yeah, I've hired teenage babysitters in our conference room at our office. I know John. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, one night. They can go have date night, bring the kids. The kids are safe. We'll keep them busy. We have popcorn mm-hmm. and stuff. And wow. They get to grow up because yeah. our office is in the business court. Okay, good for you. All right, so, but now let's, I'm not, I didn't ask the question correctly. Individually, what do you do for, besides an event? For kids or pets, Lisa. We just did a um, a birthday basket for one of our clients' cats because that her cat is her kid. And she posted about it. And she that blew her away, right? Yeah. Okay. 
that was kind of a one-off deal. What about you? Hang on, everybody. Hang on. We have a client that Okay, so a gift when they have a baby. Yeah, and if they get a, uh, a pet, we send them a little like, chew toy or a cat toy. Okay, but yes, ma'am. Um, when we close houses in the summer, especially if they have a pool house, we get like a pool floaty and blow it up and then fill it with an ice cream party. And we tell them we'll be there at 7 o'clock and then we drop it off and it has like all the toppings and it has ice cream in it. And then we deliver it onto their porch and then they're like, oh my God, so they go in and make ice cream Sunday. Wow. Yeah. It's, it has, it's like big impact for $25. Who does, who does pizza on moving day? Good. Good. Okay. Ice cream party or some party of uh, party after they move 30 days later? Okay. You must put up some really big numbers. You are a gifting, you're a gifting machine. Uh, we throw off the throw house. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And so uh, treats for the animals. Uh, something for the kid. We used to send out, and it's one of those things that John said, you do it, it's very successful, and for some reason you abandon that practice. And it was just a little coupon for a Wendy's uh, uh, deal for an Icy on their birthday or something, or scratch-off lottery ticket on their birthday or something like that, as long as it doesn't offend somebody based on their religion or something like that. you got to be careful about that. But, yes, ma'am. On um, St. Patrick's Day, I sent my entire database a lot of tickets. It says, may the luck of the Irish be with you. And if you're a big winner, I can help them find that new mansion. And then they get the scratch off. There you go. Right into, I didn't win, and they want another one. So we met. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So one thing on there that uh, you, when we talk about gifting too, um, think about the abandoned clients. And these are all the people that are buying your listings. Or, orphaned by their realtor. Orphaned by their realtor who did a terrible job, right, that they don't ever want to talk to anymore. And so what we do, every single house that we sell in underneath the sink, we put a little bucket under there. And in that bucket, it has, like, toilet paper, a roll of towels, soap, SOS pads, some cleaning stuff. Um, it has one of our key chains in there that has our name, and there's a personal note in there that says, congratulations, welcome to your new house, like, we're super excited for you. Uh, because, let's be real, their agent might not ever call them again. Right. So and you just adopt that person. And you just try to, and just, it's something that's a little passive, but it doesn't cost a lot of money. So. Yes. Oh, okay. So real, wait, wait, one second. So uh, if you guys will snap on those QR codes, please. And then when we adjourn here in about six or seven minutes, you got to walk straight back to the big room. Yeah. You got it's, five a, it's a five minute walk and you have four minutes and 45 seconds to make that five minute walk because yes. the next session starts on, on the nose. So snap that QR code, if you would, please. And we'd be extraordinarily grateful for fives. It's very competitive on Saturday morning on that. And it would mean a great deal to us personally and professionally uh, if we earned your business. And we really, really appreciate your time. So thank you very much. We know you had some choices this afternoon, including taking a nap. So, again, we're thrilled that you guys hung out with us. Now, questions. Yes, ma'am. So I do the same thing for the clients that we close. We have a basket and it's a scavenger hunt for the walkers. So what we do is we we put it throughout the entire house and they get a basket when we meet them at the door. We get there about five minutes early. My team's already made little sticky notes and it's just, you know, it has a paper towel, it has a toilet paper, it has 
you know, just little things, and they get to do the scavenger hunt right. as they walk through and do their final walkthrough of the house, and then we all just look at another proposal. Who does a money seminar for their clients? Good, good job, John. What does that look like? So we do this uh, six steps class. Um, let's be real, everybody. It's just a budgeting class, right? You got to like talk about. It's just the six steps. It's exactly what Rick does. Um, and we did our first one last year, mm-hmm. and we had thirty people show up. I was super surprised at our office. Um, I'm going to do it every year. Did you expect nobody? I, I did. I had no idea. I'm like, do people really want to come and talk about this? I touted it. Like I tried to get a bunch of people to come, uh, but I was I was really impressed, and everybody was like stoked about it. And so. So again, so what we tried to do was come up with these three constituencies, your team, your VIPs, and your clients, and then the three ways to, to cater to them. Fun, education, and, and money. So if you, if you line those three up, that was kind of our goal in this class. We want to make sure that you got really good tactics and strategies to take care of each of those three constituencies and then pick two or three. Don't swamp your team. Don't swamp yourself. Just pick two or three that you can really execute at a high level and go make some more money in each of those groups. Get love on your team, love on your VIPs and, and love on your database and, and you're going to have a spectacular 2020. Guys, thank you all very, very much. Yes. We, we got a couple more minutes for questions, but again, thank you all very much. John, great job, man. Yes, appreciate you it. as well, Mr. Schrader. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.